A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queen's Badass podcast. I am super, super excited to have the gorgeous Amy Lee McCree with us today. So Amy, if you don't know, is a best-selling author of 15 books. She's a very busy bee. She's a media personality, holistic health expert, and a medical intuitive. Amy teaches internationally sharing Meet Your Guides, Goddess Shamanism, and Mindfulness Meditation classes. Amy has been an internationally acclaimed medical intuitive for over 15 years. She's helped thousands of people find the root causes of numerous mild and moderate medical conditions and uncover their body's wisdom to heal permanently. So thank you so much, Amy, for being here today. Oh, Emma, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm such a fan of your work and I'm so excited we got to connect. Yeah, we connected on your podcast first, didn't we? So you can go and check out Amy's podcast as well. But it's exciting to have Amy on here too. Yay! And we got introduced by our friend George Lizos, who has an awesome podcast as well. Definitely, definitely. The power of George. George introduces a lot of us, I feel. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> So I'm really excited to talk chakras with you today and talk about being a medical intuitive as well. That really interests me. But my first question to you today is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? That's a great question. Um, I was born very different. And so as a young child, I had a lot of learning disabilities, um, which, you know, was challenging for sure throughout childhood and at different points in my life, but I came to later understand were part of my intuitive side. So I've always kind of been open to things like that. And when I was young, you know, we would be playing in the, in the yard. I grew up in New England in the United States, um, which is, you know, it's kind of a sort of a suburban environment plenty of trees we kind of you know had woods and you know area where we played out in nature and I would see spirits of nature I didn't really know what they were but I would see the spirits of nature I would see the energy of the trees I had these beings I called in my mind uh nature sparkles like they were just outside um 
probably elementals of, of nature that were my friends. And so the natural world has always been my friends. Plants have been my friends. Animals have been my friends. And spirits of nature were my friends back then. So my journey has been more about becoming more grounded and present over the years to be able to exist in a really functional, holistic way in this dimension. So I kind of have to go in the other direction in some ways. My, my challenge has been becoming grounded um, and from a learning disability standpoint, learning how to function in the world and process all of the input I get from the world, which isn't just, you know, sight, sound, five senses, it's six plus senses, sensory and intuitive input that I get a lot of. So that's kind of been my journey. It's a little bit um, different, I think, than some people describe. So, and, and I, when I was 18 and I was in college for teaching, I also connected with the woman who quickly became my medicine teacher. And that was really helpful because she taught me a lot of foundational techniques to work with my natural tendencies. I love it. And it's interesting that you've connected with the elementals as well from such a young age. It seems like you've had a really full-blown spiritual experience from quite a young age, which is quite rare, but also really beautiful as well that you've, you've grown up with a lot of this, maybe not understanding it, but, but having this sort of foundational steps there when now it kind of all makes sense to you. And how, how was it perceived from like your family and like peers and things? Was it quite difficult for you to fit in or did people, you know, accept it? Um, now, now my family and my friends are very in tune with it. Back, back when I was a child, a time came when I realized that maybe other people didn't necessarily see what I saw. And I, you know, for a long time, I, I kind of just thought everybody had the same kind of perceptions and, because I was learning disabled, I had a, like I said, I had a, what was called a processing delay among other things. And, and I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have known it if you met me as a kid at first glance, I would have seemed like a normal kid, but there was so much input coming in that I assumed that was the same for a long time. And when I started to understand that other people, A, they functioned better, you know, they, because they didn't have the processing, that processing delay was part of it, but also maybe they didn't, you know, see this, this nature sparkles and see, or no, they didn't connect with everything I did. Um, I just kind of like a kid, you know, like a child would, I just kind of didn't talk about it or didn't mention it, not because I felt that I wouldn't be accepted or anything, but more just because I think I wanted to fit in. Um, and my parents were, you know, and my parents were very loving and accepting. And um, so I was very into science as a child. Like I, I still am. Um, and part of what I, I understand now, part of what I see and what I was seeing back then, I, as I 
grew into grade school and started to really get into chemistry and physics, I realized it was like my, I would call it my atomic vision because I was seeing things at a, you know, perhaps at a subatomic or a really microcosmic level. And that's part of the foundation of my medical intuitive work. Um, and so I, I just kind of realized that perhaps other people might not understand that. And I kind of wanted to fit in. Um, I didn't really talk about it with my friends and I was not, you know, as a child, I was in, into grade school, middle school, you know, we were all kind of awkward as kids, but I wasn't, I didn't, I had friends, but I didn't, you know, play, I wasn't sporty. I didn't have a lot of coordination. That was another learning disability thing that I've been able to transform actually as an adult, but, but because I, you know, I wasn't in the sports circles or anything like that. So I was just trying to like be normal to have to fit in, I think, hmm. to some degree um, on the outside. And I didn't feel a lot of discord or anything. Like I felt like I could definitely be myself at home. Uh, as I got older and I was on my medicine path, my family was relatively accepting of it. Um, now over the years here we are 20 years later I think that you know a lot of the spiritual work that we do has become more commonplace and it's not as out there as it was 20 years ago and so now my parents are into it you know people my friends are into it I mean everybody meditates people know about chakras like we were we're going to talk about so things are a little bit different now so now I feel very accepted and even back then I felt accepted I just wasn't like necessarily verbalizing everything that was going on mm. so this leads me to my next question then did you always want to get into the medical side of things and holistic health coaching like what, what was this something you always wanted to do or did you stumble across it later on in life I started working as a medical intuitive um when I was 23 and I'm, I'm 42 now. So I've been doing it for 19 years. And I used to call it a multi, I used to call it multidimensional healing back then. Cause I mean, I don't know. I think I, it was, it's, it's this really the same work I do now. I mean, it's expanded, but, but I, because I started working with my medicine teacher while I was in college, by the time I graduated in college, I also sort of graduated from that apprenticeship, although my, my teacher's um, on the other side now, but, you know, we were friends for, and worked together for many years until she passed last year, but, um, but I kind of completed, like, the initial part of the apprenticeship, so I, I've been doing this for a long time, and it felt very natural to go into that for me. Um, I was teaching shamanism, I started teaching shamanism as well when I was 23, which is, I still teach my meet your guides class. And a lot of the classes I teach her have a lot of basis in um, shamanic techniques. And I was always very into the multidimensional side of life. So the way that the, the infinite dimensions that we inhabit intersect with us here in duality. And that, Yes, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to understand the quantum side of life and the intersection of time and space 
and how that worked. That was something I was into since I was um, a kid. So it was a very natural progression for me to start working with clients. And over time, I realized that I could see into the body on this really microcosmic level and understand what was happening in cell tissue and different cells in the body. I could see and understand what was happening even inside the cells and even inside the genome. And um, my work is, I love my work. I mean, it's fascinating. It's still fascinating almost 20 years later. I still love it. Amazing. So with the medical intuitive side of things then, how do you how do you see the issues or illness do you see it do you sense it like how does it work for you um it's kind of all all of the above and i i start a session with an invocation asking for the highest good and whatever's of greatest import to come through and then i really talk to people's spirit guides and they just direct the session and so they will bring me in sometimes they'll will work with things from a traditional Chinese medicine standpoint and what's happening with the different meridians in the body, which are like rivers of energy. And we look at that and, and then from there we're out picturing into vitamin mineral levels in the body. What's, what's where it needs to be, what's optimum, what do people need, what's happening in different organs too. Like if there's, um, emotions, thoughts, things that are lodged in organs that are creating a density are causing a, an Im, impeding the flow of energy. Sometimes, for example, people have a certain emotion lodged. I, I, I saw this uh, past week, an emotion that was passed on from uh, the both parents of sadness was also passed on with a particular particular bacterial pathogen and the the person stored this in sort of a fold in the heart muscle and so when we release the sadness it's like a magnet and that was holding these this little bit of bacteria in place and so then we're able to kind of like peel the bacteria out of the fold kind of like a like dried glue and have that be you know recycled back into white light and because the emotion of sadness that was like this the magnet that was holding it in place had been removed then that allows the heart muscle to heal the the bacteria to leave the body the body to heal the sadness that was passed on from the the parents that being gone also that was a magnet for more sadness for that person because to some degree like attracts like so then that allows all this other sadness that might have been stored to clear so it's things kind of like that and then also sometimes we go into the actual genome into the dna structure and then into the actual um gene or the the piece of the double helix where a gene is off or on that is in optimum passed down and we find out how many generations back that gene was switched into that off on position sometimes we find out why we clear any emotion or thoughts associated with it we turn the gene into the optimum position whether it's off or on and then from there we found the root cause of whatever someone's come in about and then we from there 
step back up and out what needs to go in place as far as minerals, vitamins, herbs, what can help, you know, if there's inflammation or whatever's going on in the body, certain organs, what we can use to help put those systems of the body back in line. So the cause of the genetic cause energetically has been removed. We put everything back in line. And, and so things like that, it's, as you can see, I love my work. I mean, it's so fascinating and everybody's so different and it's just such an honor to learn all of these things about the human experience. I bet it definitely sounds fascinating. So this leads us really nicely on then to our theme of chakras. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what chakras are, what are they and why are they so important to us? Good question. So chakras are energy centers in the body and the concept of chakras originated as far as we know in the Vedas or in Vedic tradition, which was the, um, one of the earlier religions and philosophies prior to Buddhism in India, the Vedas and the Vedic tradition originated. So now we hear about Ayurveda that's based upon the Vedas and Vedic tradition. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Um, kind of like the Indian version of traditional Chinese medicine, but it actually preceded that. So um, in the Vedas and throughout different Vedic texts, there are different accounts of chakras. There are as many as one to 144 chakras in the body, according to the Vedas. And that could be more or less. Um, but these are 
what it really just means is energy centers in the body. You can think of them like vortexes or like a galaxy seated in the body. And so in our kind of Western world, the popularized theory, the popularized format is to have the seven chakras located um, stacked up through the core channel of the body. So from the root chakra all the way up to the crown chakra. And that's a nice model to use. Um, they're kind of rainbow color. It's a, it's a really nice comprehensive model to start with. In my work slash opinion, everybody's chakras are very different. So the prescribed chakra colors are sort of, you know, the rainbow colors, the red root chakra, the orange navel chakra, the yellow solar plexus chakra, the green heart chakra, the blue turquoise or royal blue throat chakra, the indigo brow center chakra, and the white or violet crown chakra. It's a great start. Um, everybody's chakras, in, like I said, in my opinion, are different colors, changing colors, changing size and shape and moving dynamic energy centers in the body. But it's a great way for us to start to tune in to the way electromagnetic energy, emotional energy, mental energy, spiritual energy moves throughout our bodies all the time. Just like our blood is pumping and moving, our lymphatic fluid is moving, our cerebrospinal fluid is moving, our chakras are also moving, our traditional Chinese medicine meridians are moving. All of this energy is dynamically moving through our bodies all the time. And the chakras are pooling points or places where we can connect with certain um, types of healing and the, some flavors of the energy in our bodies. Amazing. And it's just so interesting because I've heard the very like Western modern terms of chakras, you know, the, the rainbow ones, like you've explained the seven, but to hear there's like 144, I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> so many more. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so why do our chakras become imbalanced and, and how can we balance them? Great question. So they become imbalanced for lots of reasons. Um, you know, they're all associated with different, different aspects of our lives and different endocrine glands as well. Um, our, a lot of our organs are, you know, bordering and partially in, in these energy centers as well. And our organs have their own chakras as well. So many reasons, um, physical in, imbalance, like inactivity, you know, the same things that keep our bodies healthy and our lymphatic fluid moving also keep our chakra energy moving. So um, exercise, movement, walking, time in nature, being outside, uh, dry brushing and lymphatic drainage help our chakras. So that is one reason, um, lack of, you know, movement. Um, emotional things also impede the flow of energy in our bodies, including in our chakras. Sometimes limiting beliefs or thought forms do. Sometimes spiritual energy does. And, you know, we've been living in a time this year in 2020 where there's a lot going on in the world as well. And so people who are sensitive or empathic may feel that impact in the chakras. So to clear and balance our chakras, um, time in nature, being outside, sea salt baths, Lots of movement, everything, you know, we do for holistic self-care, smudging if you like that, or using chimes to clear the energy of the body, opening the windows of the home, 
just clearing your environment, clearing your body, keeping your body moving. I have an MP3 um, Shiner Chakras available on my website. It's I think it's like a dollar, and it's a real quick meditation you can use to just kind of clear out each chakra, clean, clear each chakra too. Um, so lots of great things we can do for the chakras. <laughs> mm, I love it. And I love doing meditations with chakra work as well. I always feel such good energy from them. So that's what I do personally yeah. to maintain my yeah. It's just really refreshing. I really love it. And, you know, for those who are saying, okay, well, this is all great, but how can we tell if a chakra is unbalanced? And, you know, also what I found as well, they can kind of give physical manifestations with, with health problems or for instance, like the throat chakra, you could have a sore throat or your, your, your voice could keep breaking. Yeah. How, how can we tell when a chakra is unbalanced and what are the physical manifestations of that? Great, great question. Um, I have an online course called Rock Your Chakras on my website that takes you through each chakra and all of the ways that you can tell it's imbalanced and for each individual chakra, what you can do, what you can eat, the everything you can do. But so for an example, if the throat chakra felt unbalanced, that would be absolutely a sore throat. It would be, um, you know, any even glandular swelling in the throat chakra anything that's um, out of balance with the thyroid or the parathyroid because those are the endocrine glands associated with that chakra. So those would be physical things we would see. Or sometimes it's also feeling, um, feeling some emotion that you aren't expressing. So feeling like there's an emotion that you'd like to express to maybe to somebody in your life or even just generally that isn't coming out. So one of the best ways to unblock the throat chakra along with, you know, certain herbs and things like that, which we can talk about is to open it through singing, through toning, through speaking your truth. That's really what it's about. And and it might be something that you need to do by yourself in the shower. The shower is a great way to clear your energy as well because the flowing water is moving over you. Water conducts electricity. Um, so perhaps in the shower is a good place to do this where you could make sounds, sing, tone, express the emotion that you're feeling and vocalize that emotion. So it might be saying the words, I, you know, and, and it might not even be complete sentences. It might be sad, mad, upset, you know, and then you might feel happy too, happy. Like it, it, it will just be like letting your authentic emotions flow and be expressed through sound. So then another thing you can do if you're in the shower and you can actually do this for all your chakras, but since we're focusing on the, the um, throat, this is a example, you would do it on your throat. You can use a sea salt scrub. I usually just make my own. So just with like untreated sea salt, people use Celtic sea salt, Himalayan sea salt, any, you know, chemical-free untreated sea salt that you like with coconut oil. And if you want to put some essential oils in for the throat, for example, blue chamomile would be really nice. Clary sage is helpful for the throat and the heart. But, you know, even if you just want to put lavender, that would even be helpful. 
put some oil in it, but either way, even if you just take your salt and your carrier oil, your coconut oil, and you lightly but firmly scrub the throat, you know, massaging the throat, the back of the neck, um, all of the all of the glands in the neck, in the throat, in the jaw, and even over your, your actual jaw, your jawbone, we have glands you know, over the jaw and our face that are associated with the throat chakra. All of this is also associated with the metal element in traditional Chinese medicine. And so if you're experiencing um, the metal element is specifically really a big part of our lung meridian. So if you're experiencing lung, lung issues, um, chest issues, anything like that, this will also move the, that same metal element. And a lot of times we find when there's a blockage in the throat chakra, it's also associated with the emotion. And so that's the heart chakra down in the center of the chest. And so if we can move all of that energy together, it can be really nice. And there's also a minor chakra in between by the collarbone that um, is often called the high heart. My, my medicine teacher, Levity, used to work a lot with the high heart as well. And so so you can use that salt scrub over the whole body, but really scrub the underarm, scrub the, the pectoral muscle, scrub the whole body, scrub the heart area, and move the lymphatic fluid. And so when you're massaging to some degree, you're wanting to move the lymph towards the heart, but you can also kind of go back and forth and just start moving the fluid of the body. And that also breaks up stagnant energy in the chakras, because we want the chakras to be like a galaxy that's all the way front to back and really moving and dynamically flowing. So anything you can reach behind you is good too. Don't neglect the back of the body. So that scrub can be everywhere. Um, you're rinsing it off, you're singing, you're expressing your feelings. All of this is moving your energy. And a lot of times when you work on one chakra, it moves everything through the whole body and the whole system. Amazing and such amazing advice for everybody to like go and try at home. So thank you for sharing that. So on the topic of chakras, you've got four books coming out soon, which absolutely amazes me. <laughs> you've got four books coming out once and you've written them all. Um, so talk us a little bit about the chakra book and the rest of them. What can we expect from them and when can we get them? Um, so on April 7th, the guided journal for a little bit of chakras which is a book that i wrote um with my ex-husband we actually co-wrote that book uh gosh how many years ago mm, six ish years ago um the guided journal for a little bit of chakras comes out so that takes you through each it takes you a little bit through history of chakras it takes you through each chakra it takes you through activities you can do meditations you can do and it's a really pretty journal it's got like kind of a faux leathery cover and it has like one of those little strings that goes around to hold it together and it has a bookmark string it's just like so pretty so you can really journal about your experiences and, and your healing journey with your chakras that comes out april 7th and then uh same day there's also a guided journal for a little bit of meditation and a little bit of mindfulness both books that i wrote same thing, new material that takes you through what is meditation, what is mindfulness, and then lots of meditation activities. And we work with different, um, we have some goddesses in there. I think we work with like the goddess Tara, goddess of compassion, a meditation, uh, a really a, a beautiful meditation that we can do together. And then you have the journal in which you can 
write down your experiences, which is really fun. And then, so that's three. And then the fourth one comes out May 5th, and that is called 100 Days to Calm, uh, an everyday journal for tranquility. And so that is a 100-day kind of page a day, although you don't have to do it in order and you don't have to do it every day, but 100 different calming, um, really great stress relief, really simple meditations, exercises, different activities you can do. And then same thing, you get to journal about them right in there. It's, that is a super pretty book. It's a hardback, hardcover book. It's got a gorgeous design. It's got one of those little things that goes around, like little elastic strings that holds it together in case you're stuffing papers in there too. It's got a bookmark. It's just so pretty. I'm, I'm so happy that I have a publisher that does like such beautiful design and creates these beautiful products. So I'm always excited to share them. Oh, well, I'm super excited for you. They sound amazing. So my last question to you today then is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to give my listeners today? I love that question. Um, I guess my life advice is to stay close to nature. You know, there's a quote by Frank Lord, Lloyd Wright that I love. It's, I'm paraphrasing, so I might not get it perfect, but um, love nature, stay close to nature. It will never fail you. And this is true. Nature will never fail us. It's a steadfast support. It's here to just be. And we have an opportunity if we choose to feel that interconnection that it offers to us because we are a part of every tree, every plant, every animal, and one another. And so by getting out in nature and tapping into that interconnection, I think that we're able to feel that our existence is part of a larger piece of a puzzle, and that can be really comforting. Mm, definitely. And we're actually recording this during the, the lockdown, and I think that couldn't be you know, more true right now that nature is not cancelled. Nature is still there. It's repairing itself. We're able to connect to it still. Um, I love that. So, so true. Yes. So where can my lovely followers find you, Amy, if they want to learn more about your work? What's your website and your Instagram? So my website is amyleemarecree.com. It is my name. If you hop on my email list on the site you can get a free meditation for stress relief and you can also get my number one holistic health hack for uh instant medical intuitive healing so you can sign up on the website and get those gifts and then you're on the list and you hear about everything i do and my instagram which is the definitely the channel i'm most active on is also amy lee mercury so come find me on there say hello and i'm always so excited to connect with everybody and just you know get to meet new like-minded people and to get to share my books and hear your stories it's just so exciting I love that. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on today and sharing your pearls of wisdom with us. I am sure everyone will have loved this episode as much as I have. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. You're such a delight. I'm so excited we got to chat. 
So thank you so much guys for joining us for another one of my podcast episodes today. I hope you really enjoyed Amy and I's conversation. Of course, as always, you can find a link to Amy's website in the description down below. And of course, if you want to learn anything more about myself, my coaching, or any of the videos and other things I offer, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much for listening, guys. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. And don't forget you can join my free law of attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things law of attraction and spirituality. So I hope you have a great week, whatever you are up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episode, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.